Go ahead and turn to the book of Proverbs. Uh, We're going to start in chapter 14. Uh, We'll be jumping around in Proverbs a lot this morning, so you can probably just stay there. I'll be uh, going to a few other books as we we go through. Um, Most of you know that Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom. It was written by King Solomon. Um, Most of it was written by King Solomon. Um, He was the third king of Israel, right? And he was the man, uh, he was the son of David, of course. Uh, he, he was the man that, according to 1 Kings 3.12, let me quote that, God gave a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. God made Solomon the wisest man to ever walk the earth, except Jesus, of course. Jesus was a man, for sure. But he was God, Solomon was not. So the thing I like and the thing I like to teach on is um, what I term self-examination. Uh, it's something I like doing, which, which means I like to uh, use God's word to determine what's right and then compare myself to it. Now, I don't always like the conviction that comes along with that, right? And it, and it will come. If you do that regularly, it will come. <laughs> So um, what you need to learn to do when you do that is, is when you compare yourself and, you found, and wisdom is found in you, then rejoice. Do that. Thank God that he's, he's given you some wisdom. But where wisdom is not found in you, um, you need to be humble here and allow God to change you. Um, one way to do that is certainly by studying wisdom itself. Now, there's a couple ways to do that. Um, one way is to go through looking for the word wisdom. Now, that's not what we're doing today. Today we're going to do it sort of the other view, which is we're going to study who God says is a fool. Because this is the other thing that you can, you can study uh, and compare yourself. So as I go through each of my points, and I have a lot of them, so I'm, I'm just going to go as far as I can this morning. And we, you know, I've taken a lesson from Pastor Chris, I guess. I'm not sure I'll finish, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to try. Um, and as, as we go through, um, the, the title of the message is, Who is the Fool? And really, the subtitle would be, Is it Me? Because what I'm going to do is go through several it's really a word study. We're going to go through where the word fool and foolishness is used, at least a few of them. There's a lot more than I have this morning. But I want you to be, I'm not going to be in anybody's face. I'm not going to be calling anybody out <laughs> on purpose this morning. But probably some of these things will, will hit you that, you know what, I don't line up well with that. Meaning that that describes me and maybe I'm the fool here. So be humble. Um, that this is what I like. This, I always like pe- people uh, that are not saved that I talk to. I'm trying to witness to them. And they say, why do you like to go to church? They're always telling you what you're doing wrong. I'm saying, well, that helps me. Why does it help me? Because it helps me uh, understand where it is that I am lacking in God's eyes. It helps me, if I can be humble, it helps me have the opportunity to be corrected by God. And that brings me closer to God. So I hope that's what you want. That's what I want. That's why I like it. Like I said, the conviction doesn't always feel so good. Um, now, according to the scriptures, there's a lot of foolishness in the world. There is a lot. <clears throat> um, a lot of it's socially acceptable today. 
Uh, a lot of it is just considered normal behavior. Um, foolishness is found everywhere. You see it in schools, it's in our homes, it's in our everyday lives, just about everywhere. It's in the decisions and the actions that you see that our political figures are making all the time. There's foolishness at our workplaces. It suffices to say, look, fools abound in today's world. They are everywhere. Now, the reason that is, is that the world just considers some thoughts, some actions, some reasons for doing some things, they just consider them normal. And it might even seem right in their eyes. They may just never have learned any better. They might just be have uh, uh, ignorance about what the Bible says. Uh, that can be true of us as well. But when you line a lot of this stuff up that you see today, and a lot of the things perhaps that we do today, even us as, as God's children, um, and you line that up against God's word, um, what you find is that a lot of philosophies, a lot of behaviors are just downright foolishness. And we should stop. So the other thought that I wanted to put in your head before we dig in here is that what you and I as Christians, some of you have been Christians for a very long time, and what we deem as foolishness might also just be our opinion or our preference. So you have to be careful of that. Right, what your opinion is? Some, some, you know, the the constant generational uh, uh, attacking of each other, right? You know, you hear it all today. I don't like to use the terms, but you know, you you boomers, right? A lot of the young people say, like, you old people just don't know what you're talking about, and the old people, like me, just looking at you know, the young people, saying, "You are so clueless. <laughs> you are a fool." Well, it might just be a preference. Okay, be careful. Always be careful to look at the word of God and to make sure that we have a Bible reason for calling certain things foolish. That's what we're going to do as a word study. We're going to look at this. Uh, and what I want you to do is just say, does this describe me? And if it does give God the opportunity to change you, to change your heart, it'll bring you closer to him. All right. So that's the plan. <laughs> we'll see how far we get. So in Proverbs 14, in verse 3, we see the first one. We see, number one, that a prideful person is a fool. Proverbs 14 and verse 3, I'm sorry, 14 and verse 3, it says, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. Now, pride is one of these things that I think is very much understood by the general population today. Um, so let me define it for you. Pride is inordinate self-esteem. It's an unreasonable view of one's own superiority. Now, that can be superiority in many different things. It can be superior. You might feel that you're superior in your talents or in your beauty or in your wealth or in your accomplishments or in your importance or your position or your opinion. You might feel superior. When we express pride outwardly, that's when we recognize it as something bad, right? Because when you hear somebody say something, if I'm saying, listen, Pastor Chris chose me to teach Sunday school, so listen up. He, you, you, that would be pride if I really felt that way. I don't. <laughs> I feel like I've got to come up here and tell you people what my problems are. <laughs> so so that, that's what it feels like up here if you've never been up here teaching. Um, so when you express pride, Pride, outwardly, you notice it as a foolish thing. And the Bible does tell us that only by pride cometh contention. 
So you think about that for a second. If you have pride, it is that, and it says only that, that brings contention. So if you have contentions, there's pride in there somewhere. Is it yours? It's a good question to ask yourself. But I also want you to notice that pride isn't something that has to be expressed outwardly to be pride. Right? You can be a proud person and never say a word, never even act any different than anybody ever notices. Just the thought of inordinate self-esteem or the unreasonable view of oneself inwardly is pride. So that manifests itself in many different ways. I don't, I'm not even going to try and talk about that other than just the, the common example that people give uh, when, when we're talking about things we do wrong that we probably all do wrong. Uh, as you're driving around and you experience somebody cutting you off, somebody doing something stupid in front of you, right? And you're going, Ugh! wait a minute, maybe they did something wrong, but are you more important than them? Do you have some sort of, uh, as I said, some inordinate self-esteem or some unreasonable view of your importance when that's happening? Do you? Is that why you're uh, making gestures out your window or, or yelling? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> why? Because whether it's expressed inwardly or outwardly, the person that has pride is a fool. The Bible is very clear about that. And pride can be so many different things. Like I said, that, that, that would be just a, a, a lesson in itself. But the Bible warns every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Right? If you're a Bible student, you have to admit that God does not say good things about us men, women. <laughs> it doesn't say good things about our righteousness or our wisdom. It doesn't say good things about our own thoughts, about our own ways. What, what, what is good? God's ways, God's thoughts, God's wisdom, God's righteousness, not ours. So in God's eyes, you and I really don't have any reason at all to think highly of ourselves. So a prideful person is a fool. Number two, <laughs> A man that despises his mother is a fool. Turn to Proverbs 15 and verse number 20. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. Now, this second part of this verse is talking about a grown son's relationship with his mother. How do I know it's the grown son? Well, it, it basically says a foolish man. We don't refer to children, or, or we might refer to teens as men, uh, but a grown son, okay? And to despise means to disdain, to loathe, or have a low opinion of. So do you, men, grown men, teen men, this is why I'm glad teen men are in here, <laughs> right? Do you have anything that looks like uh, the idea of despising your mother? Do you disdain her? Do you loathe her? Do you have a low opinion of her? If you do, you're a fool. Now, I'm going to grant you that there are a lot of things that a mom can do while interacting with a grown son that could bring him to despise her. Not correctly, but, it, you know, with, we're, we're emotional beings, and you could see moms doing things that would cause a grown son to despise her. But many of those things would fall into the pride category that I just talked about. 
So mom might be a fool. <laughs> she might be acting a fool. Um, so uh, in other words, if moms had an unreasonable view of themselves or their opinions, um, they can bring contention with their grown sons. Right? The reverse is also true. I mean, that's foolish on the mom's part, because if she's being prideful, that, that's foolish. But the reverse is also true. Grown men that have uh, inordinate self-esteem or pride refuse to listen to what mom has to say, if that's what you're doing, or you just have that disdain for her, like, like I said earlier, you know, oh, she's a boomer, or, or you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever terms they use today, the language changes with every generation. You, you probably noticed that. But it's foolish on the son's part to have any kind of disdain, loathing, or low opinion of your mother. It, it, there's no qualifier here for if she was a good mother or if she is a Christian. It doesn't even say that. This is, this is Old Testament stuff, by the way. This is Proverbs. Um, it's just, men, you shouldn't have disdain for your mother. If you do, you are a fool. For any, It doesn't give you qualifiers. So th think through whether you have contentions with your mom. It's not uncommon. I see it all the time. Grown men having contentions with their mother. Men, if you have that, you better start working on that thing out. Pride is in there somewhere, whether it's on her part, your part, or both. <clears throat> because if you don't work that thing out, you, 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 you're going to get worse in your pride. You're going to have a division between you and your mom. You despise your mom, and you're a fool. And may I say, you're going to regret that someday. Maybe you don't feel like you regret that right now, but you will someday. You'll regret that you never patched things up with her sometime. Number three, a child that despises his father's instruction is a fool. Proverbs 15 and verse number five, a fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. <clears throat> so this one is sort of like the previous one. Uh, but in this case, notice that it applies to anyone, any son, any daughter of any age. It's a child. I have children. There's a couple of them sitting back there. They're both in their 20s, <laughs> right? Those two, anyway. The other ones are in their 30s. Wow. <laughs> that just makes me old. <laughs> any son, any daughter, any age that despises his or her father's instruction is a fool. We should never develop a disdain, a loathing, or have a low opinion of our father's instruction. Now, that doesn't mean that father always knows best. In fact, often he doesn't. Um, but as a child, as a teenager, we are to be obedient to our parents. And as adults, we're supposed to respect our father and hear his instruction. At least consider it. Not despise it. Because if you don't, you're a fool. I, it, it, was, it was sort of a test this morning, Shannon. I rode in with Shannon this morning. She was driving, and Shannon is 20, coming up on 21. How many years have you been driving? Four or five? Well, uh, we were coming down Jennings Road, and it's pretty well snow-covered and kind of slippery, and we're going down the road, and I feel the car go, whoop, do one of those. And I said, hey, just so you know, <laughs> when the car does that, good time to take your foot off the gas, Make sure your wheels are on the, the, just the wet part of the road, not on the snow. 
And she took it very well. You, you did great. It, what I said was, look, I know you probably know this, but it might be wise to listen to the guy who has never put a car in a ditch in 40 years. That's all I'm saying. That's not pride. That's just experience talking. But some of you wouldn't react well to that. Would you shut up? Do you want to drive? Right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> just listen to uh, the instruction of your father. She did very well. <laughs> well done, Jan. I don't know what you really thought, but she didn't say anything poor. <laughs> so we shouldn't ever develop a disdain, a loathing, or have a low opinion of our father's instruction. Because if you do, you're a fool, according to the scriptures. Number four, a child that is a burden rather than a blessing to parents is a fool. Turn to Proverbs 17 if you're following along. You can also just listen. I'll read all these to you. Proverbs 17 and verse number 25. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. So this one also applies to children that are young and children that are grown. And if you forsake biblical wisdom and do foolish worldly things, not only does the Bible call you a fool, but you also become a grief to your father and bitterness to your mother. Anybody remember? I, I always hate it when teachers and preachers ask this sort of thing. Does anybody remember the fifth of the Ten Commandments? Oh, now I've got to remember. It's the first one that deals with our, our, our relationship with our fellow man. The fit. Honor thy father and thy mother. So let me give you a clue here. Grieving your father and being a bitterness to your mother is not honoring them. Right? It just makes you a fool. So in your interactions with your father and your mother... Again, there's no qualifiers here. <laughs> you are to honor your father and your mother. Again, I, I will say the same thing. Once you're grown, that doesn't mean that your father and your mother are always right. I'll grant you that. There is a, there's, a, there's a time when there's something your parents need to learn about your relationship with each other and how there's boundaries and things like that. Okay, So I don't, I don't, I'm really not going to get into that today. I'll talk about it a little bit with the next point. Number five, a person that ignores advice or correction and insists on doing things his own way is a fool. Proverbs 12 and verse number 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So often, I was going to say just young adults, but since the teens are in here, often with teens and young adults, if you try to give advice or correction, you get, well, it's my decision to make. It's not yours. Yeah, well, okay, you're right. This is the sort of thing I would have said to my children. <laughs> okay, you're right, but it may be that you're being a fool here because you always make a far better decision after you get some advice after you get some wise counsel. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And for, I always tell this to young folks, teens, young adults, it applies to us older ones too. You just kind of run out of other counselors as you age. I, I always say you should be asking a multiple, go ahead, ask your friends what they think, but ask a bunch of other people that are older than you too. 
and I always say at least 10 years older than you because they have been through what you're going through now. And it was relatively recent, <laughs> right? Somebody that's, uh, that's 18 may or may not want to ask a guy that's, that's you know, 40 years older than that. I, I understand that. But ask people that are older than you, that have, that have some experience. There's, there's safety in multitude of counselors. And you won't be a fool by just going and doing things your own way. So the, the, the first five points there are the reason that in raising my children, uh, I was very specific with them. Uh, let me just very quickly tell you what they were again. So you can see, uh, those of you that are raising children, these are the things that you want to focus on, right? A prideful person is a fool. You've got to teach your kids not to be prideful when they're young. Once they are prideful, it's hard to get that out of them. Those of you, like myself, that got saved, I wasn't saved until I was 30. I was a pretty prideful person. Okay, that's hard to break. Put it that way. A man that despises his mother is a fool. Well, if you turn out not to follow the principles of the Bible in raising your children, you can very easily end up with men that despise their mother. And make, you make them a fool by not parenting them correctly. A child that despises his father's instruction is a fool. Especially in the teen years when, you know, Fathers and sons especially tend to do some of this as the son is trying to become more independent. Okay, well, there's a biblical way to deal with all that. That's how you should teach your children. And a child that is a burden rather than a blessing to his parents is a fool, right? Don't be a burden. You've got to teach your kids that. And then this one, which is a person that ignores advice or correction and insists on doing something his own way is a fool, I always said this to my kids, um, I, I, about the time they got to their middle teens, maybe a little, maybe more like 17, um, as they were finishing up high school, I said this to all my kids. I said, listen, um, I want you to learn to make good decisions. Before you leave my house, which four, uh, three of the four have now, before you do that, I want to see, as your father, that you are making good decisions. This is advice for your parents, okay? If you've got teenagers, use this now. If you've got younger kids, use this later, <laughs> okay? So what I told him was, I want to see you making good decisions. So if you make bad ones, I'm not here to stick it in your face, but I'm going to tell you that that was a bad decision. And I'm going to tell you why it was a bad decision. Just in this tone of voice, I'm not, I'm not lecturing you. That's what you all think I'm doing, but what I'm trying to do is teach you that advice and correction is a good thing in your life. Learn wisdom, right? Don't be a fool, all these things that we just talked about. So when you make bad decisions from this point forward, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that that was a bad decision. Again, not to rub it in your face. You don't, you don't need to be confrontational about it. You just say, hey, look, that really wasn't a good decision. Here's why it wasn't, biblically. Right? Not just because I think so, but biblically. And maybe next time you, you should make a little different one or get some counsel. Right? And I also tell them, look, I'm going to tell you when you're making good decisions too. That's important as a parent, especially with these later teens. Right? Tell them when they're making good decisions and why it was a good decision. That helps them understand the value of counsel and correction, which will help them the rest of their lives. So, Little advice to you parents out there. <laughs> to somebody that's, uh, my youngest is almost 21. So, uh, was I the perfect dad? No. 
Was that a helpful thing to me? Yes. <laughs> so uh, let's move on. Number six, a person that will not work for himself nor care for him, care, uh, take care of himself is a fool. Uh, for this one, I'm going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes, which is just the next book uh, back, or forward, I should say, in the, in the uh, scriptures. Ecclesiastes 4, in verse number 5, says, The fool foldeth his hands together and eateth his own flesh. Now, some people like to joke around. I tell you, that verse does not mean that lazy people are cannibals. It means that one's foolish laziness will hurt them. God tells us in the scriptures that we are to work and we are to get what we need through our work. God provides for most of us by giving us uh, uh, an able body, a sound mind, so that we can work in our society today, so we can earn money, so that we can buy the things that we need. That is how he provides for most people. Not everybody, but for most people, that's how that works. So, trying to get as much as possible, though, by working, is actually what the next verse in Ecclesiastes 4, I just closed my book, my Bible there. <laughs> Let me read you the next verse. You've got to be careful. We are supposed to work and take care of ourselves. But verse 6, better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. <clears throat> we are not to overwork ourselves just to get as much as we can. That is not what we're supposed to be. Better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. You can see the principle there, I hope. It's, it's about working. But those that are lazy, that fold their hands together, are fools because they're not following what the scriptures tell us that we are supposed to do. Number seven, a person that does not obey godly advice is a fool. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 26 tells us, uh, and uh, these are the words of Jesus, by the way. He said, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. <coughs> So unfortunately, people, certainly uh, unbelievers, but Christians as well, I see it uh, fairly regularly, people believe and do only what they think is right. Okay, that's not bad, but what's your source of right? right? A lot of people do what they think, and, and when you question them, well, why did you do that? Well, I just thought, well, <laughs> if we're going to be Christians, if we're going to be children of God, Following God's ways, you got to know what this says, right? This is why I know Pastor Cole has said for years, uh, you know, that, that uh, he and his wife, uh, you didn't have to make a lot of decisions in, in your life because they're made for you. You know what to do if you know what the Proverbs say, the whole Bible, certainly, the whole counsel of God. But people that believe only what they think is right and do that without considering what the scriptures say, are doing so by ignoring wisdom, and they are fools. That's what this verse is telling you. So again, here's some more godly advice from me to you. <laughs> if you don't have a Bible reason for what you believe and what you do, and I mean everything that you do, then you should get to work studying the scriptures to find one. Find a Bible reason. If you can't find a Bible reason, you need to reconsider your beliefs and your actions. Because you're being a fool if you are not doing that. Okay? 
Number eight, a person that is not prepared for his eternal future is a fool. There's a parable, and we'll not go there, but there's a parable in Matthew chapter 25. It's about the, the ten virgins, uh, five of whom were prepared and five who were unprepared. Uh, they were going to the wedding. They were waiting for the bridegroom, you might recall. It says in verse 3 there, this is that they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Well, that seems rather unprepared, doesn't it? If you have an oil lamp, you, you, you need to have oil. So they were called foolish by not preparing. But that parable is about people that did not get, this is the primary meaning of this parable, that people did not get prepared for their eternity by being saved. They foolishly did not trust Christ as their Savior when they had the opportunity in this life. So I don't know everybody here. I, I don't know who's saved, who's not saved. Some of you, I know your testimony. I believe you're saved. Only God knows your heart. Uh, if you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior today, you, you should get that handled before you leave the room. And that's as easy as talking to, you can talk to me or Pastor Seth or uh, I'm sure several of the other men um, uh, or, or ladies would be happy to talk to you about that. Uh, I would expect Pastor Cole will give the gospel. Is he preaching next, uh, next hour? Yeah. He'll give the gospel next hour too. You can get saved right here before you leave. Okay, uh, Do that because if you don't, if you haven't dealt with your eternal future, you are a fool. That is the most important thing. Period. For all eternity. <laughs> Number nine, a person that knows about God but is not grateful and does not give him the credit that he deserves is a fool. Um, in Romans 1, give me a second to get there. I didn't mark this one. Romans 1, in verse number 21, the Bible says, because that when they knew God, notice they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Foolish hearts. A person that knows God but isn't grateful, doesn't give him the credit that he deserves, which is, look, everything you have, everything that you are, is because of God, unless you've turned from him. Then everything that you are is not God, not God's fault, I should say, right? Number 10, an atheist. A person that denies the existence of God is a fool. Psalm 14.1 says, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Now, have you ever talked to atheists or seen interviews with atheists? There's one thing that is always remarkable about them to me. And as sad as it is to see atheists uh, with their belief that there is no God... I, I, I kind of always laugh when I hear them talk. And the reason is because they always speak like they're so smart. They have figured it out. And you Christians are just so dumb you don't see it. And they have figured out that there is no God. They're simply fools. That's all they are, according to the verse. right? The fool that has said in his heart, there is no God. They're fools. Well, I have a whole bunch left <laughs> um, and, and only a few minutes, so what I'm going to do is try to fire through them really quickly. Let's go, uh, let's go back to the book of Proverbs, and we'll stay there uh, and, and finish up here. I'm just going to kind of go through them really quickly now, okay, so that we can finish on time. Uh, number 11, a person that is not ashamed of doing absurd, 
unreasonable things, even if they're sinful, is a fool. Proverbs thirteen sixteen says, Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. And what does that mean? Well, prudent people use knowledge to avoid foolishness. <clears throat> they know it's a shame to be a fool. Fools just love to lay their foolishness out there. That is what I dislike so much about our culture today, so much about most of the entertainment that we have today. It's just ridiculously foolish compared with the Bible. I mean, this, this is what we're talking about. Wisdom is in this book, right? <laughs> foolishness is, is not following this book. And there's so much that I, I, I'm not going to go into that. I'm just going to move on because I don't have time. But uh, again, a person that is not ashamed of doing absurd, unreasonable things, even if they are sinful, is a fool. Uh, young people take note of that. <laughs> young, young men especially tend to do... <laughs> You tend to do unreasonable, absurd things. <laughs> I, know, I did them. Uh, so, you know, it's true. <laughs> Number 12, a person that does not learn from his mistakes and does the same thing again and again and again is a fool. Proverbs 26.11 said, As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Now, I think I'm safe to say that there's not one person here that would vomit and eat it like dogs do. <laughs> Right? Sorry to gross you out so early in the morning. Um, I don't think any of you here or anybody that you know would do it even once. Let alone repeatedly. Right? <laughs> Which is what dogs do. <laughs> but let's just say, for fun, that you made the mistake. <laughs> Ooh, gross. I would never do that. I know. Neither would I. But if you did make the mistake, I guarantee you, you would never do it again. Right? Why do I say that? Because we do make mistakes. Maybe not that particular mistake, right? That, that's one of those you know, never going to happen kind of things. I, I get it. But when we make mistakes, not repeating them over and over and over is the thing that keeps you from being a fool. Don't be a fool and keep doing the same dumb things. The Bible's given to us for knowledge so that we can develop understanding and wisdom. It's God's revelation of himself, and you've heard this said about the Bible, right? It's an instruction book for life. So let, let's, let's learn from it, which is what we're trying to do today. Number 13, a person that talks excessively and about unimportant things is a fool. Proverbs 10.8 says, The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. Pratting means to speak excessively and pointlessly. Has anybody ever told you that you talk too much? You know, there's times probably in your life when you do it and times when you don't. But what it says is, (laughs) the uh, pratting fool shall fall. So you might be a fool if that's you, if you just kind of talk too much about unimportant things. And the Bible says here that a pratting fool shall fall. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's not good. Right? I have to move on. A person that intentionally causes harm is a fool. Proverbs 10.23 says, It is as sport to a fool to do mischief. Mischief is the, it means the cause or source of harm or evil or annoyance. 
So those that intentionally do that are fools. Number 15, a person that does not mind their own business is a fool. Proverbs 20 and verse 3 says, but every fool will be meddling. If you don't know, meddling is the act of interfering or getting involved in something without any right or invitation to do so. We need to stay out of things that are outside of our purview. That's things that are outside of our authority or our concern, right? I have no authority to tell you what you should do in your family. I can stand up here and teach you from the word of God. If you invite me in, if some of you, and I would welcome this, um, but it's funny how it's, it's really not. I got four children, two in their 30s, two in their 20s. Um, again, not the best father ever. I'm not saying that. My children aren't the best children ever, but they're pretty good. They're all still in church. They're st- serving God, you know, those things. But no one has ever asked me about, oh, I'm sorry, two people have asked me about how I raised my children, specific things. Both of them were pastors. No one else ever has. But people that want that information, you understand, I can't just come to you and say, hey, listen, <laughs> this is what you need to do with your child. That's not my purview. But if you ask me, hey, you know, hey, I'm struggling with this, what would you do? Get some advice. That doesn't mean I know the answer or that even what I say is the, is the right thing for you. It might not be. But, hey, seek some advice. Um, again, i got to move on. A person uh, that is not careful what he says is a fool. Um, this is one who utters whatever is on his mind and gives little, if any, thought to the value or appropriateness of what he's saying. A fool uttereth all his mind, it says in Proverbs 29.11. You probably know people like this. They just talk, and they talk when it's not appropriate. They're talking about things that don't matter. Um, They just talk. (laughs) That person is a fool, the Bible says. Number 17, this is my last one. A person that lives by doing what he feels is right and ignoring good or godly counsel is a fool. Proverbs 20, it's similar to a previous one, but this is Proverbs 28 and 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. So there's a lot of things, and this just barely scratches the surface as to what the Bible, if you looked up the word fool, fools, foolishness in the Bible, um, and there is even more if you start looking up um, was not wise, is not wise, things like that. There's so much in the Bible about what's wise, what's what's foolishness. Um, we we did we did 17 things there, and we haven't even touched it. Okay, but probably one of those things or another got you, because I know one or more got me. It's something that we need to work on. We need to allow God to change us. All right. So after seeing some of what God defines as foolishness, we have to maybe reevaluate what we're doing and what we're thinking. We need to be careful, by the way, of others that take foolish actions and make foolish decisions. As you see that happening, it might be outside your purview. You're seeing people do wrong. We, do, we are supposed to admonish each other sometimes. You've got to be careful about how you do that. But unwise, foolish actions always hurt people. Someone always gets hurt when you do that. 
What causes problems in churches? Fools and foolishness. We, we don't want that, right? Let's, let's be wise. Let's be uh, men and women of the word. So I just want to encourage you to be wise, forsake foolishness, read the word of God, believe it, live as it commands. God's wisdom is often far different than what is believed and practiced by the world. A lot of what the world is doing today is sheer foolishness. A lot of it. I mean, like a majority of what you see out there. But if you follow what the word says, it's always going to be the right advice to lead you through life. And, as I said in the beginning, if you do that, you, you, you allow the... Uh, the conviction that comes along with a, a message like this, allow God to change you, and it will bring you closer to God. Which I don't know about you, but that's what I want. That's how I want to spend my life, trying to get closer, trying to get closer, trying to get closer. Right? Hopefully that's what you want. Um, one of the keys is don't be a fool. Okay? Let's pray and I'm done. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you uh, for this time. Thank you for the attentiveness of the folks that are here. Lord, I just want to pray that you would uh, help us, Lord, to be wise, help us to be students of the word, uh, help us to avoid foolishness, Father. Uh, Lord, we just want to ask that you would uh, uh, draw us closer to yourself. Lord, help us to be serious uh, students of the word. Help us to um, not just remember, but practice, Lord, the things that we learn uh, in Sunday school and in, in the preaching. Lord, we pray for the next service. We pray that you would uh, use Pastor Cole, Lord, as he brings us the word of God. Lord, that you would uh, uh, give us a, a great time of fellowship today and, of course, take us home safely, Lord, through some of the slippery roads. Well, thank you for all these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen.